Growing up, I always saw one of my aunts being very reclusive, always on the edge, and just being really sad. She would always hate large crowds, could never let loose at family parties, and was always stressed out about the unknown. I would always ask my mom what was wrong with her, and she would always say, oh honey, she's just very nerviosa or very nervous. I never understood that she struggled with her mental health until I myself started having panic attacks at a very young age. I'm Maria Diaz Trevino, and today we're going to normalize talking about mental health. Let's talk about it. The first time I remember struggling with my mental health was in college. I remember having a class and it was in a very small room, not the arena style room, but a very small one. There was probably like 20 students in there. And I can still remember watching the professor walk into the room and hearing the door close behind her. I remember feeling as if all of the air in the room had like all of a sudden disappeared. And I remember just having a sense of not being able to breathe. I ran out of the classroom and I was trying to catch my breath outside. As soon as I could, I walked back in and I remember the professor asking me if I was okay. But by that time, I think I was sweating profusely. I just remember like being at the point where I wanted to throw up. She said to me, grab your stuff and go to the student clinic. I didn't want to go because everybody was staring at me and I remember feeling just a sense of shame and it brought me back to thinking about my aunt because everybody used to treat her really differently and I thought to myself, am I a nerviosa now? On top of it all, I was worried about that damn test. I knew that I had to get a good grade. I had to keep my GPA up because I was on financial aid and my Pell Grants. But my teacher assured me that I could retake the test. So I made my way to the student clinic. On the way to the student clinic, I was thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to tell these people? Like what, how do I explain what I just went through? I remember walking in there and I was fortunate enough to speak to someone who after a small conversation, told me, you need to see a therapist. I went home and told my mom about the episode I had just had at school. I told her that they suggested I go see a therapist. And I remember my mom looking at me and saying, a therapist for what? And I'm like, well, mom, sometimes I just feel like I just can't breathe. And my mom looked at me and said, well, just breathe. And that's when I realized that I'm in this alone. At the time, I was just a broke student and I had absolutely no money to go see a therapist, but I remember saving up my pennies. And so I made an appointment and I finally got to my first session. And let me just tell you, it was not a good experience. You see, we're talking about the 1980s and therapy was not what it is today. I remember sitting in this woman's office and I started telling her the story about how I've been translating for my family since I was seven and she almost looked at me like she didn't believe me or didn't really understand my family dynamics. She definitely didn't understand my culture and I left that session feeling judged but I felt determined to figure it out. I really found working out to be my saving grace. You see, this was the 1980s and aerobics was the craze. Y'all remember? Let's get physical. 
physical. And this made me feel really good. You see, my stress was finally under control and I got to wear my cute little leotards and my high top Reeboks, which were just added bonuses. And then I started my first real job. I used to work at a radio station in San Jose, KBRGKLOK. Started working in the sales marketing department. And let me tell you guys, it was very high stress. All of a sudden, I had sales projections. I had to talk to clients. I had to write up copy. It was a completely different world. And a lot of doubt started setting in. And it started going downhill. But with my big girl job, all of a sudden, I started making big girl checks. But finally, I was able to afford private therapy, and it took me a while to find the right one. You see, there are some therapists that will not listen to you, that will impose their own beliefs, and will just make you feel like you're wasting your time. And then I found a really good therapist that would not let me walk all over her, and she would call me out on all my shit. And I felt really good for a really long time. I got through my 20s and in my early 30s, eventually I had my son, Christopher. My anxiety would flare up from time to time, like when my kid was six and wanted to go to Six Flags. I hate roller coasters, but if you know me, I'll do anything for my little Christopher. So here we go. We're at Six Flags. And Christopher wants to go on this bright yellow roller coaster. This roller coaster goes upside down, sideways, and does the whole spiel. I could already feel the tingling in my legs as we walked up to it. They strapped me up, and as soon as I heard the overhead metal harness buckle in, I knew I had to get off. So I started screaming, get me off, get me off. My child looked up at me and said something like, what's wrong? Yes, I'm crying. And I had to explain to him that I was claustrophobic. Of course, he later found out because all of this is hereditary. Thanks, mom. But back to my story. We got off and I found the nicest family in line and asked if Christopher could go with them. He and I ended up having the best day ever. Then one day my life came crashing down. You see... I thought I had the perfect family and the perfect marriage, but my husband decided to embark on a midlife crisis. But this episode is my episode. Don't worry. He will get his own episode detailing what happened and narcissist will be in the title. My marriage fell apart and I fell apart with it. Well, partly. I had to keep it together for my son, Christopher, as I was trying to shield him from the havoc that surrounded our lives. My new life involved me running into the street at 2 a.m. to catch my breath from a severe panic attack. Yeah, it was a hot mess. And on top of that, my neighbors drunkly came home simultaneously. They drunkenly slurred, Are you okay? Do you need a drink? I probably should have taken them up on their offer. You see, I hadn't told anybody what was happening in my life. But it was right there that I told myself I needed to go back to therapy. I did. I started working out six days a week. I told my inner circle what was going on in my life, and I was on the path to getting myself back together. Years ago, I read that there's three things that pilots do in an emergency. They aviate, they navigate, and they communicate. They aviate or they fly the plane or take it one day at a time. They navigate, in other words, know where you are going, realize that mental health is a journey, 
set your goals, and do small steps until you reach that goal. When everything is safe on the plane, they communicate. In other words, know that dealing with mental health struggles isn't embarrassing and don't be afraid to share. People that you know might be going through the same thing. Mental health issues come in all forms, which include depression. Depression can make you feel lonely, affect your mood, make you feel hopeless or uninterested in things that you really love. If you are going through any type of mental health issue, talk to someone. Go to therapy, exercise, whatever works for you, and know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Take care of yourself for you are loved.